lies, me ain't the coldest, me ain't another kind of swag quite like, but hold up, hold up. Yo, swinging and banging on these ones and twos. Allow me to reintroduce all this shit to you. I'm still Kendrick Avantra, agent of gratitude, but this is no longer the agency of gratitude. We are now vibing and rolling with the name Mindset Over Bullshit. And you can't be shocked this is coming, but this is now officially here. We are Mindset Over Bullshit, M-O-B University, Mindset Over Bullshit University. I had the longest fight with myself, whether to go from, shout out to you for joining me, I had the, talking about the whole name change because if you see, we are no longer Agency of Gratitude, this is now the Mindset over bullshit university. And I'm explaining the reason why the name changed from agency of gratitude to mindset over bullshit. So I'm gonna tell y'all a little story. I've been doing this gratitude journal for years now. <clears throat> I've had it online since late since late November. I've had it online since late November 2020, like November 28th, November 30th, something like that, 2020. Mm, I had it since October. And it's been online ever since then. Today would be day number 516 days in a row. I mean, before that, I was not doing it on paper. Before that, I was doing it all, just putting the grat, just saying what I was grateful for on social media. Here is one from October 2018. So on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, every single day, I'm posting at least three things I'm grateful for. On bad days, I would post more than three. On really, really bad days, I would post way more than three, and I might post more times than, more times than once. Like I might post three on Facebook, a different three on Instagram, then go to another four on Twitter. It was, it was crazy. I knew that by posting more and more gratitude, things I was grateful for, that I would spend less time thinking about everything I was going through. I'm a black man, dog. So as I go through this illness, this incurable disease, this thing that they say cannot be healed, as I go through different stretches and as I'm, as I'm managing the loss of different, of different senses, I have to keep my mindset away from negativity, man. Because it's not just, I think to myself, the kids don't like me. Or I think to myself, how will the bills get paid? Because that's the real shit. Worrying about how the bills get paid, worrying if your kids still like you, that is real shit. But on top of that, I'm constantly worried in the back of my mind, there's a clock in my head. Because I have family members who have passed away from complications of this, and they all had health care. I'm out of swinging the banging and ain't got no health care. I'm doing all the off the reservation shit. All the cannabis, the kratom, the water, the yoga, the meditation, the analogies, all these tools I use to keep my mindset above all the bullshit I'm going through. Because no matter how hardcore it is, no matter how real it is, it is still bullshit. Bills are bullshit. Not seeing out of one eye. Is bullshit when the eye is swollen up and leaking stuff all down the side of your face. Bullshit. Not being able to walk and all the constant, constant nerve damage and pain in your legs is bullshit. It's bullshit when your neighbors come knocking on your door because you don't want to be bothered. And that's why we have changed the name from Agency of Gratitude to Mindset Over Bullshit. Because I've always thought of this as mindset over bullshit. I really, really have. I even used to call myself a thug, trying hard under guidance. I called myself multiple sclerosis outlaw. And when I switched to the agent of gratitude, shout out to you for joining. I'm still here running my mouth, explaining why the name change is coming. You know you're welcome to join me at any time, anytime. So when I started out and I switched from multiple sclerosis outlaw, to the agent of gratitude, 
2021, last year, I did that because I had a real social media manager. Yep, wrote a blog about her. She's awesome. She explained these different things to me. She worked with me for 30 days straight. And when I say work with me, it wasn't some bullshit. Like she's actually sent me, I still have it. I still use it. She actually sent me a whole, an entire whole business plan. She has stuff separated. She sent me a spreadsheet with different, with colors. I mean, she, she was awesome at this, man. She was. And she got me to thinking about being a business person. And then I take that agent of gratitude and I talk and run my mouth so much. And I get so many affirmations, so many compliments on how well I speak and what I can do. And I know I used to be good at teaching. I was a hell of a teacher. I was great for kids that looked like me. Great for kids that sound like me. I was awesome for kids who came from the same economic and social, all of that type of shit. I was great for that shit. And then there was kids who did not vibe with me. Cool beans. All of that was cool beans. The entire that got sidetracked. Let me get back on point. So I'm, as an agent of gratitude, I'm now trying to make money on everything because I'm hearing how good my voice is. And with that slowly comes in October, I took the blog, All Things One Love, and in 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 October, I had gotten fired from one of the jobs. I had gotten fired from one of the jobs. I think it was my third time I'd been fired from this same particular place. So anyway, they let me when they fired me. I grab a social media manager. I grab a real deal website developer. Caught him on Fiverr. He is so good. I joined a I joined a black business networking group. <laughs> Spent all the re my wife was pissed. I mean, she had a look at her. She she had looked at me like I was Jack and walked in the house with, with with the bag of beans. She was not okay with this. But I got a business plan. I got well. I have a website that I've already paid for, and I've already joined this networking group. And I'm going to turn this vo this voice, this speaking. I'm going to turn this passion for gratitude into money man this is how i'm going to save everything and i became up trying to do this business i want to be a coach i'm going to help teachers i'm going to be an inspirational speaker i'm going to keep selling the gratitude journals i mean i just got stuff lined up all i mean and over from october to march is building up october to february was building up and i told y'all it was february that entire month of February, I told Black History Stories with my gratitude. Jammed it right here with y'all. And as I go through that every every day of February, it is body slamming me, man. That I'm doing all this stuff, building all this shit to do things I really don't want to do. As much as I love teaching, I'm disabled as hell, y'all. Like, I am sick as fuck. And people would tell me shit like, you shouldn't call yourself sick. Your cells are listening. Don't say disabled. Then what the fuck am I supposed to say when I'm looking at myself? Like, I can't look. You can't. It's hard to look at, your, to look at yourself. You, when you're already at this stage, when I'm already at, at, at the disabled stage, when I've already been told the to sick, when I've already been told chemotherapy, it's crazy as hell for people to tell you things like that. Don't think of yourself as sick. Watch how you think. Because all you see, all you feel, is the pain and the illness and everything that's going sideways. So it's hard as hell to get your mind out that negative spot and put your mind over this bullshit. For me, the bullshit was this illness. We had just bought this house we're living in. I've gotten diagnosed. I went from walking, being a hotshot realtor, just left teaching, to within 18 months, I'm on a, I'm on a walker. And within two years, I'm on a wheelchair. I'm out there showing houses and Ubering people with a damn wheelchair. See, I'm the king of my throne. 
You know how hard, you know how crazy it is for me to pull up on you. You order your Uber Eats, pull up on you. You see me out the window, you thinking, no, this motherfucker not pulling a wheelchair out his truck. And I'm coming to you, delivering to you in a wheelchair. And I got to get back out. But that, I got some good tips off of it. And I know people wondered and thought I was bullshitting. But either way, that's the effect I was beginning to have about teaching kids again, about teaching teachers again. Well, kind of sort of again. Working with principals, all that stuff in, in the educational space. That's the that's the way I was feeling about it. That's the anxiety. That's the hurt that I was feeling. I'm telling these stories about black history, about people thriving, getting over all the bullshit that they're going through. Former slaves getting through the things that they're going through. I told you all about Phyllis Wheatley who was kidnapped and brought here and learned the languages. And You shouldn't compare yourself to people who have done these outstanding great things. You shouldn't compare but damn it, man, it lets you know this shit is fucking possible. Like, I can't compare myself to Nelson Mandela. I can't compare myself to a Phyllis Wheatley. I can't compare myself to a, to an, my daughter told, um, I told you, all, told you all about Augusta Savage, Augusta Savage, different people. I can't compare, you shouldn't compare yourself. But the stories of others who have done this, lets you know that you can get your mind out this negative space. You can get your mind out the bullshit. And if you can get your mind out the bullshit, then there's no telling what else you can do. The best of my life does not have to be rolling around this house. The best of my life does not have to be putting in 40, 50 hours a week on a Zoom call trying to talk to kids who don't listen to their parents, don't listen to school and think that this Wheelchair-bound, one-eyed handicapped dude is gonna be on is gonna be on the, on the screen and convincing to do anything else. Even if, even though I know I can, even though I know I can do it, who the hell wants to do that, man? I don't want to do that, man. Not for the rest of my, not 40, 50 hours a week. I'm trying to have as much time as I have out there on beaches, flying and seeing stuff. I'm trying to spend the rest of my days as far outside this cool house that we that we just bought before I was diagnosed. Actually, we bought it three months before I was diagnosed. Literally three months before I was diagnosed. Bought the house. I don't want to spend 40 or 50 hours here putting in work on that shit. No, man. I need time to get out and do things. And even more than that, the more time I'm spending trying to teach people how to talk better to their kids, trying to help kids make better decisions, the more time I'm spending on all these different ventures to make money to go places and live the life I want, means I don't spend that energy, that time, building myself the way I need to. Every time I grab one of these work from home gigs, I get sicker. Every time, every time, every time, every time. Something, I get a little bit worse. And I know it's the stress, the pressure of all that kind of stuff swinging and banging on me. I know it is, but I gotta keep going in because I gotta get something until I can get this off the ground. And that's the whole reason it came to now, to changing from agency of gratitude to mindset over bullshit. And if you pay attention, last night I changed this to MOB University because I'm worried about saying the word bullshit. I can't, I can't, I can't spend any more time worried about talking to teachers the wrong way, worrying about telling parents the wrong thing the wrong way. I can't spend any more time having to code switch for principals. No, nothing. For the rest of my days, for the rest of my life, whatever time I have left, whether I'm stuck in that bed or not, the rest of my time will be spent being me. The rest of my time will be spent saying my message, giving my message, sharing this message, living this message of mindset over bullshit. That's what it all comes down to. Mindset over bullshit. 
every time I look at that camera, I can envision a black dude in front of me going, doing this. Yeah, dog. Motherfucker right. I gotta get my mind out this bush. To every king out there going through something. Take it from your squad, dog. Because that's what it comes down to. Every time I look at the camera, I'm looking at my damn self talking to myself. And if I was normal, if I was regular when I was younger, there's no way I could convince myself to start this gratitude journal. And I would believe all the benefits that this gratitude journal gives. No way. I'm too busy. I can walk. I can move. I can do regular shit. I can talk normal. I can eat normal. I'm out there living life doing stuff. Why am I going to spend all that time, all the energy on this? Nothing is wrong with me. No way. I, I would have, old Ken could have convinced young Ken to start this gratitude journal up. No way. I would have listened to the mindset over bullshit message. But actually putting in the work every day of this gratitude journal, man, because this work, y'all know, this is, this is real work. This is real work. This takes real dedication. And that is why it works. Because it takes real dedication. That's why all of this is mindset over bullshit. This takes real dedication. To know that it's shit going wrong around you. To look at this camera and see the eye patch on and knowing I can't see. Knowing how dizzy I get every time I take it off. Knowing that. And still smiling and talking about the good things I got ready to talk about. But that's the mindset of a bullshit. And I know that by sharing my story. Because I don't have a damn thing to sell, man. I'm not coaching anybody. I'm not coaching anybody with the illness. I'm not coaching parents on getting better. I'm not coaching kids and trying to tell kids I'm getting better. I'm not coaching at schools and telling schools and teachers how to talk better to kids. I'm not doing any of that. I'm not doing any of that. I'm focused on getting myself to the best version of myself possible. Bottom line, mindset over bullshit. Bottom line. All these love languages talk that I give y'all, you know, your test is on there. You can take that. Free, man. I'm trying to give you the information. Not charging you a damn thing. You can hit me up for a free 15-minute consultation. And I'm only saying 15 minutes because I'm not trying to give you no hour. I don't have a good hour to talk about you about stuff. If we end up talking for more than an hour, 15 minutes, cool beans. But I don't set that thing in 15 minutes. And if the conversation is dead, like if I'm telling you shit at the end of five or six, I can tell... Either they're not getting it or they don't want to get it. Let me end this conversation. We're not guaranteed to get 15, even if 15 then. That's why. That's why. That is why this group is now mindset over bullshit. That's why I started with MOB because I was worried about the word bullshit and I had to get over that. No more code switching. Real Honest, authentic, raw, this is it, y'all. The Gratitude Journal can get you above and beyond so much bullshit. The Gratitude Journal can help you heal bonds and everything in the family. The Gratitude Journal will make you a better fucking father, a better husband, a better grandfather, a better uncle. It'll make you a better you. But it only works if you actually sit your ass down and write the good shit down. That's how you put mindset over bullshit. That's why we are now mindset over bullshit. That's why there is no more switching things because no need to code switch. This is mindset over bullshit, y'all. That's it. I don't know. Invite your homies. Invite your friends. Tell the people. Facebook. Mindset over bullshit university. Jump in with us. <sighs> now. 
If you got your gratitude journal ready, you know we start every day with our intention. And my intention today is no overthinking. No overthinking. And what I mean by overthinking is this. I told y'all every time I'm looking at this camera, I see a dude just like me. Handicapped, maybe sick, ain't got no health care, don't, don't have unemployment coming in, none of the SSI, Medicare, none of that. Every time I look at this camera, I see myself. And I'm telling you right now, dog, stop overthinking what they have said. They didn't even mean it. I promise you, they didn't even mean it. And if they did mean it, if I'm wrong and they did mean it, fuck them people, dog, and keep going, keep growing, keep going you. But no more overthinking that shit. Bust your gratitude journal out and write another one today. I always tell y'all to write three, write a fourth one today. Stop overthinking. I got a brother that actually tells me, actually told me, that make a, he's making fun of me about getting, about having AAA for, for, for the cars outside. He's calling it lazy and everything else. And the first couple of jokes, I can accept. I can take it. Maybe he forgot that I'm disabled. Maybe he forgot that I, my eyes fucked up. Maybe he forgot that I can't get back and forth out my door without him taking my wheelchair and leaning out and backing me in and out. Because my wife was so crunk and telling him how happy she was that she, because otherwise I got to stand up. I've fallen before the whole nine. And he's arguing with me back. I'm not making fun of you. I'm not talking about your, I'm not talking about your, your illness. I'm not talking about your, your sickness. I'm not talking about your disease. You always think everything is, a, is about your disease. Because I'm fucking diseased. I'm fucking handicapped. I'm goddamn disabled. All this shit is about my damn disease. If you're talking about me for not having, not be able to get anything going with the car and cracking jokes about getting, about using AAA, we only have this shit because I'm disabled. No, my wife shouldn't do it. No, my daughter can't do it. Why should my wife have to put in the 40 plus hours a week because I can't help with that because I'm disabled and have to take care of everything with the kids because I can't get in and out the house or drive because I'm disabled. All of that shit. And then she's supposed to learn how to jumpstart cars and fix cars and shit like that too? Bullshit, man. You grab your ass a damn me AAA like me and you take care of this shit. I can at least get the AAA taken care of. Got that? And that's just one thing, man. I've got family that have told me before how I can't do construction to my face. You can't do construction. That's dumb. You're stupid. You can't do construction because you're because you're disabled. I could own a fucking construction company. I can I can be the hiring manager. I can work in human resources. I can do all types of shit in construction without actually walking anywhere and laying a brick. I really can. So do you argue drilling that shit in my head? I don't need that. <clears throat> I've got a fan that have told me before that they believe my multiple sclerosis is because I don't go to church. What is that shit? All of this type of stuff, you cannot overthink. I've got a brother who thinks anytime I don't show up, I make up an excuse about the MS. I only bring it up whenever I don't want to do something. I can't overthink that. And y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all have been through all these things too with family, with friends, with associates, with colleagues, with coworkers, with your kids. You've been through all that too. And you cannot allow that overthinking to sit on your head, become negative thoughts, because then you won't do what you're supposed to do. And you got to do what you're supposed to do every day. So this intention today, no overthinking. No overthinking. No overthinking. Can't do it. Gotta keep going with it. Can't do it. <laughs> Done all my yoga and stuff today. Told y'all, write things down because you're 42% more likely to complete a goal if you write it down. That's why I started writing down the yoga, the meditation, the water. That's how I track all this stuff. I didn't, I'm not back at 100 ounces of water yet. I weighed 100 today because I've already had 50. Vitamins and supplements, 
I'm on day zero with my manifestation. Yeah, I did my five minute part, but they're writing it down in 369. I messed up a few days ago and I haven't gotten it going again yet. Probably because I think I'm writing, the sentence I'm writing is too long. And I, I told my wife, it's a damn shame, huh? I could be hitting, living the life of my dreams, but I won't because I think writing the five extra, five extra words per sentence is too much. Crazy, man. Gotta get over this shit. Gotta get over this shit. Call to action. Every day I'm going to give y'all a call to action. Call to action today. Take steps to adapt and adopt and accommodate, modify whatever you can to your bathroom. Before we could, now we have the official, the official, like a little mobile, little mobile um, handrails that go in the shower. Huge help. But even before then, we set, my wife set the walker in the bathroom right in front of the toilet. I didn't like that. I thought that was, thought that would make me a little bit weaker. And if you have a disability, you know what I'm talking about. You won't use your modification because in your head, using the modification is showing knowing you're weaker. Damn shame. But either way, I was going through all, of, I'm going through all of that type of stuff. And what was I talking about though? The, the the walker in the restroom, it has grown from her just putting the walker that helped me get on and off the toilet, which was a huge help. I just didn't want to use it. I'm trying to be a man. I'm trying to be a man. Either way, I, I got that, did that, and now there are, there's like a charger in the bathroom on top of that walker. There's a book in there on top of the walker. There is a notebook and pen, Carmex, because I could be in the bathroom for easy, man. I could be in the bathroom easy for 45 minutes and not have a damn thing come out. Number one or number two. Number one or number two. Neither one neither one would come out. But I would sit there. And then as soon as I stand up, the drip come. And because I got MS, it's, it comes faster and I can actually sit down and everything. I fall all types of wild out shit. Modify your bathroom. Accommodate. Do whatever you can. Do whatever it is you can. And those little handrails, I'm, I'm going to give y'all a hint. Let me tell y'all a secret right now. Because I just thought of this shit to myself. My, right, I just thought of it my damn self talking to y'all. If you have those, the shower rails that you can, you know, kind of stick, stick them in the shower and you can help you stand up or whatever. When you go to hotels or go to, or go to people's spot, start remembering I got some for Walmart. My mama bought me my mama bought me something from Walmart. $15 US. $15 US dollars. Walmart. Those things, if I would have taken just one, just one, I got two. If I would have just taken one with us to the to the shindig this weekend, it would have it would have made a huge difference in what I felt about the spot, how much fun I had, the comfortability. I could have taken a shower, because without it. I can't even shower. Take your bathroom accommodations with you. But number one, get some. Do whatever you can. If you don't have the 15, I'm telling you, man, I have my walker in there. Set things. Do whatever you can to make some accommodations. Tell your kids to stop pushing the sinks. I mean, the, the, the plates and the bowls. Stop putting it at, at the top of the cabinets. Tell folks to stop pushing things to the back of the refrigerator. Because your ass can't stand up and reach back there. So you'll end up going all day without eating. And it's just because you literally can't reach the food in the fridge. Open up the door. You feel the cold. You see the food. And you can't reach back there and get it because you're finna fall. I couldn't do that. I couldn't have this talk if I was talking to teachers. Couldn't have this talk if I was talking to parents. Couldn't have this talk if I was helping kids. Couldn't have this talk if I was doing the inspirational speaker. Couldn't have any of this Unless I'm talking to my motherfucking people, my tribes people, y'all know what's up. And if you're not a tribesman, if you don't have a chronic illness, if you ain't got no disability, you just know what's up. You just know what's up. Make some modifications. Make some modifications. Do what you can. The value I'm going to tell y'all about today <laughs> is, I was, telling, I was telling a homeboy about this. All week, not this weekend, a couple of weeks ago. If your stomach is hurt, we were talking about the stomach issues that, that he has. 
He takes Pepto for different shit. He takes Pep Pepsi AC, all types of different wild out stuff. I used to take all that stuff too. Now, when I changed my diet, when I dropped the meat, I had so many, a lot of that thing, a lot of those things went, went, went away. But one of the things I still do is whenever I'm having bad stomach cramps, bad stomach convulsion like things where you, there's cramps and there's convulsions. You probably gotta have you got you probably gotta have a, one of the illnesses to know to know the difference. Stop doing that one too. I know. We are talking about the mint. So what you do is go get some fresh mint. I know it's cool. I write stuff down that way. I don't forget. Take the fresh mint, grind it up, and you put that with your cannabis. Fresh mint and put that with your cannabis. Particularly, the, it really doesn't matter sativa or indica. All I do is sometimes, because if my stomach is really, really, really messed up, then I'll just make a pure mint, Jay. Get some rolling paper. I'm going to make rolling papers, cigarette, nothing but nothing but fresh mint in there, and I'm going to smoke the fresh mint. If you add it with your, if you add it with your, with your cannabis, which is what I do all the time, helps out so much stuff. That stomach, it settles things because the mint will hit your stomach like a Pepto-Bismol. I'm trying to tell y'all, man. The cramps, the convulsions, it doesn't help with gas. It doesn't help me with gas and bloating at all. But that cramps, the convulsions, the stomach, just stomach pain, yeah, this is huge for that. Huge. Fresh mint. That's your tip. It is women's history. I got a story for y'all. Trying to it, look, this is the first episode one. Officially episode one of Mindset Over Bullshit University. So I've already given y'all a Mindset Over Bullshit talk. I've explained why we started and why we're switching over to Mindset Over Bullshit. I've explained my own connection to Mindset Over Bullshit. The person I got for y'all today, it is Women's History Month. All March is Women's History Month. It's also Multiple Sclerosis Awareness Month, but Harriet Tubman was the story, was the last story. I, it was the first story I told Women's History Month. I told it on, I think it was March 1st. And on that story, I damn near cried telling Harriet Tubman's story, that last piece. That was, that was, the, that, that was the breaking point. Harriet Tubman, telling the Harriet, Harriet, telling the Harriet Tubman story from Women's History was the straw that just broke the camel's back. All the water came out, the tears came. I don't want to be there anymore. I'm going to be me. I'm going to be like Harriet. I can be myself. She came back from all this shit. I told y'all about Harriet. She was 82. Had to have a, had to have brain surgery. Instead of taking, she didn't take any anesthesia for this shit. She bit a fucking bullet. Bit a bullet. It's Women's History Month. And today is Gender Equality Day of Women's History. So they're talking about I'm in Clubhouse and they're talking about L and on wisdom. And I'm hearing all this celebrations of women's history. Good, great, do that. Make that every single day. Because I keep telling y'all how much I love Queens. I'm going to tell y'all a women's history story. It's all about gender equality. All about a woman first, getting there, right here in America. And the story is of Mary Fields. Her nickname back then was Stagecoach Mary. Stagecoach Mary Fields. <clears throat> she was a beast, dog. She was a beast in the terms of gender e equity. She was a beast in terms of employment for women. She was a pioneer in so many ways. So here we get, get to it. Stagecoach Mary is born a slave. And after the Civil War, when slaves are freed, she becomes free. The big problem with after the Civil War, though, that of course you got to worry about KKK killing black people. There are all these black codes and laws to put you in jail. Things like stuff like if a black man looked at you in the eye, then he would go to jail for that. Black people have to cross the street with a white person. With a white person was on the same side of the street as a black person. They had to cross the street. It was all type of awful stuff was going on. At all, and then after, after all that shit, you gotta find a job. So Mary Fields finds a job working on finds a job working on a boat on the Mississippi River. So 
Grown men didn't want that job. She's on these Mississippi tugboats doing her thizzle. Working hard on there, man. She's working hard doing her thing. And what happens is Mary Fields works hard. She does her thing. She gets good in with the owner of the boat, works there for a few years. And when his kids, when his wife gets sick, he has to take her, he has to send his kids to Montana. So they are in Mississippi. She's up and down the Mississippi River. They're in Mississippi. And he doesn't have a bodyguard for his kids. He's worried about his kids. So the owner of the boat tells Mary Fields, the former slave, who is now working on the boat, doing all the boat, boat work, doing shit like that. The state, one of the hired hands for the boat, tells her, hey, you've been working hard. I'm going to pay you to protect my kids, get my kids to Montana. But why would he hire a black girl to do that? What not a black man? <laughs> Duh. It is the Civil War. It's the late 1800s. Mary is over six feet tall and 200 plus pounds. Today, that'd be like a woman being 6'3", 250, 260. Yeah, that's um, that's still a heavyweighter. Like, no matter how you think of of her being a woman, I don't care who they are, what colors, I don't care what color race they are. If you're 6'3", 250, 260, I don't want none of you, dog. I don't want none of them issues. So Mary is a former slave, but I mean, but she is swinging and banging. She does such a good job protecting these kids, takes them to Montana, gets them dropped off. That the wife is there sick and she works for she works as a nun. Mary is doing such a good job with these kids and everything. They they tell her, "Yo, damn, you can just stay here. You ain't got to go back to Mississippi. Just stay here. Help us here. You can be you can work here because tell you, man, Mary is six feet, two hundred pounds. So that means wagons fix them, horses catch them, plowing, pulling." Uh, she's out there doing it all. Farming, got it. You building something, Mary out there laying bricks. Mary Fields is the bomb. If you have ever seen the movie, The Harder They Fall, it came out 2021. All the characters in The Harder They Fall are true characters, but none of them were told correctly in Harder They Fall. They, were just, they just took true characters from different parts of Black history and put them all into one one movie. Didn't matter if that is either way. So she's in the in the movie Mary Fields. I told y'all she's six feet. She's two hundred plus pounds. She's big. She's dark skinned She's played in this movie last year. It was a, all this controversy. She's played by the by the actress Zaza Zizi. She's shorter, super duper bright skinned. Big difference. Big difference between tall. Dark, heavy set Mary, short, petite, Zaza, ZZ, whatever. But it's Hollywood, dog. It's Hollywood. Get past that part. It's Hollywood. Mary is in Montana doing, doing her thing. She's fucking with the Indians. I should, I should not say that. She's fucking with the natives. And the natives call Mary, they end up calling Mary White Crow. I almost said Black Crow. They call Mary Fields White Crow. Stagecoach Mary White Crow. Because as big and as black as she is, she sounds and talks like a white person. So for them, they call her White Crow. Y'all know crows are the black bird. They, they call her White Crow. Mary is loved around, around the spot. They love her in the nunnery. They love her everywhere she goes. They love Mary... So much, man, because she can do so many different things. I got to keep checking my notes. So it ends up coming down to Mary's there for a while with them. She ends up being kicked out of the nunnery. Mary is not a nun, has never tried to be a nun, has told these folks, I ain't no nun. Because told y'all Mary is six feet, 200 pounds. She smokes cigars and she drinks and gets fucked up all the time. Like Mary is out there drinking, smoking, and she cusses everywhere she goes. She's damn near like me in that regard. She cusses every damn where she goes. So she gets kicked out the nutter.
What is she going to do for a job? What's, what's she going to do for, for, for money? She starts up her own bar. Cool. Great idea. Except when you think about it, I just told y'all, she's drinking a lot, smoking a lot. Not a good bar. The bar ends up closing within a year because Mary doesn't let... Mary ends up telling too many people they ain't got to pay. She's giving away too much free alcohol every single night. She just part of getting fucked up. Not worried about bills or anything like that. So it ends up closing down. Mary got to find somewhere to work. The nunnery. People with the nuns again. Somebody gets sick again. And they ask Mary, hey, can you take us from the civilized part where all the other colonizers are through all the native territory of Montana? We, we, we might die. Get us over to take care of, to take care of, to take care of a few things. Since Mary has already gone from Mississippi to Montana, and like I told you all, Mary is big. She's drinking, smoke. Mary, Mary's like, I don't give a damn. Let's roll. Let's roll, then, baby. Let's roll. Grabs, gets gets the nunnery there, brings her back, and here comes the crunk part. At this point now, Mary is sixty years old. Mary Fields, stagecoach Mary, the one you see in the movie. Is now sixty years old. She's fired from she's fired from the from working with the nuns. Her tavern got closed up. She ain't made that much money transporting these nuns back and forth. She has they she got to make some kind of money, and she ends up going to be a U.S. postal carrier on the Star Route. The star routes back then are those mail routes that are so dangerous with natives, with water, with all mudslide, with whatever the heck is going wild animals, whatever the heck is going on. The star routes are the ones where too many mailmen have died on. They're not taking the job anymore, shit like that. So if you get a star route, you don't even work as an actual, consider an actual mailman. You work as an independent contractor for the mail company. Ain't a woman doing that. And here comes the gender equity part of women's history. Because ain't no woman doing a damn thing like that after the Civil War. And y'all know it. Women are getting thrashed and trashed super bad back. It's fucked up still now. But that it was worse back then. Mary ends up beating out over a handful of grown men. 20 and 30 year old men. She beats them all. She is 60 years old, man. And beats them for this U.S. Postal Service gig working the star route. Remember, I told you all the star routes where all the natives are, people die, people get shot, all kinds of crit animals, all kinds of wildlife shits. Mountains, everything. Everything is fucked up on the star route. That's why male men are not to take it. You have to do it to, a, to an independent contractor. So Mary Fields gets it. And the final step that helps her win is that she was the fact. I'm telling y'all, I mean, it's over six people are entered. She's the only one who is this. She's over the age of 60. And she was the fastest to hook up the six, the six horses. She was the fastest to hook up sleds to the, to the two-man horse team. Whatever, however horses they need, they had to have on the U.S. Postal sled, even though they weren't U.S. Postal people. She was the fastest to do it all. Beat all the 20 and 30-year-olds. So Mary Fields is hired up, age of 60. Y'all Now, y'all know she's not getting paid properly. Ladies, queens, you know damn well she is not getting paid anywhere near what a colonizer would get paid back then. But she still get, gets the gig. And she holds down this U.S. star route for over eight years. Never misses a day with sickness. Never loses a package of mail. Any of that. And stagecoach Mary, a.k.a. Black Mary, AKA the White Crow. She is best known and well known because everywhere she goes, she is packing a shotgun and a Smith and West and a Smith and Western pistol. That's her brand. Like she's in the I don't think y'all understand, man. We it's Women's History Month. Today is Gender Equality Day where you recognize all these special ladies for the way they have challenged and broken barriers, they've been pioneers. Mary Fields not only out there swinging and banging on the ones and twos with the pistol and smoking and drinking, but she's out here 
delivering mail to all the hotspots. She's the only U.S. star route woman that we know of. Mary Fields goes hard in the paint, man. She does that for 10 years. Actually, does that for eight, little over eight years. When she's retiring, she is now at the age of about 70. When she retires, she still needs change. Still got to have some kind of money. Still can't work for the church because she cusses and drinks and smokes and everything. On top of that, she's at, told y'all she's at the age of 60. This white dude actually tries to attack and assault her. Charge the raper. And Mary is known for knocking grown men out with one hit. Just one hit. Blow! One hit. What the same boy? Blow! One hit. Boys, boys are knocked out. You got knocked the fuck out, man. Give me my goddamn money. So she has stretched out guys before. She has pissed up a man before for, hit, for coming at it the wrong way. Mary Fields is the shit. And what happens is, so she has, she's, she's retired, needs somewhere to work, can't do the church, can't do the tavern anymore. She works for the next, for the rest of, rest of her life at the age of 70. She works becoming the town daycare center. Like she starts her own fucking daycare center. That is not done back then. But Mary Fields, who doesn't have a kid, just, you know what? And takes care of everybody's kids and their mama. Because everybody knows ain't nothing ever going to happen to your kids if Mary Fields is around. She's holding it down that well, man. Mary Fields is the bomb with all this shit. Montana does not want women drinking. So across the city, across the entire state, women are banned from drinking. Except for one. It's the late 1800s. Mary Fields is the only woman allowed to drink in bars and public places in the fucking state of Montana. Tell me that ain't some gangster ass shit right there. That's that mindset of a bullshit right there. Mary Fields is loved by the townspeople so much, despite her getting fucked up all the time, despite her smoking all the time, despite her being kicked out the churches. Despite all of this stuff, and she's taking care of the townspeople's kids because she's running her own daycare. At some point, her house burns down. She's in her late 70s, early, early 80s. And the townspeople build her a bigger and better house the damn selves. Dog, gangster than a bug. To know you held it down like that and that's how people take care of you. That's why we have to keep the mindset over bullshit at the forefront of your mind. That's why you got to keep mindset over bullshit right here. That's why this gratitude journal is so important. Mary's energy was so off the chain. Mary's energy, and I mean energy, y'all know what I'm talking about. The energy is in here. It's energy, like inner gangster, but we spell it energy, whatever. Mary's energy, her vibe, her gangster is so strong that after all of these hardships, everything going on, the townspeople end up building her a bigger and better house. And that's amazing. That's amazing to know that this comes from the power of gratitude. That's amazing to know that in these reports, they're always talking about how much she smokes and drinks, but they often talk about how she is known for being this crazy-ass grateful woman, just always talking about different things. Big time, not but not a churchgoer. And that's why I am your agent of gratitude. I'm like the 2022 version of Mary Fields, y'all. Because the territory, the star right I'm navigating y'all through is your mindset. And I'm taking you there. I'm a, I will protect you. I'm going to blast and shoot things along the way. But just like Mary Fields told y'all, after that, so I'm headed to the house, dog. Like, no. No, you rock with me. I got you. But there will not be a bunch of classes. There will not be a bunch of coaching. Any of that. Instead, we're bringing all that shit right back here to the Facebook book mindset over bullshit. Every week, we're going to have different stuff just like that. To reinforce, to 
put these stories with the rest of you so y'all can have the same energy and knowledge as me. So y'all can have these quotes and shakers and makers and bakers just like me. Mindset over bullshit. That story of Mary Fields, oh man, was so fly. Whenever she died, the quote after she passed away was that Mary Fields, I think this is on the headstone, born a slave, but died the freest woman to ever draw a breath. Oh shit, that is so player, man. Dude, that is so player, man. Born a slave, but died the freest woman ever. Mary Fields, take a bow, queen, wherever you are. Take a bow, I respect you, I love you. Thank you for the energy you have put in for bringing us some type of gender equality because you were the first woman to be hired to do male service. You were the first woman to be hired to hold down these dangerous star routes. No protection, no protection. And known for shotgun and a pistol. That's crazy, Austin. Knocking men out. Gender equality at its finest. Mary Fields. Put that one in y'all's pipe and smoke it. Ooh, wow. Moving on to the last part of today. Gratitudes. Number one. Folks, we had this spot in Huntsville this weekend. And the view was crazy pretty. Give a damn about a hater when I feel like it. Not today, not today, not today, not tomorrow. Get out my way, please. I'm trying to get paid. Sat on a lake. We had folks, they fished and we got dinner that night. Crazy. And we had crab legs. Crazy. There was a pool on the other side. I mean, like actual shooting pool, not like a pool. You got a lake right there. But there was a pool on the inside of the house, on the other side of the house. The house came with silverware. And if y'all have ever been in an Airbnb, like we do Airbnbs, then you know you can see, you can get to a fly-ass spot, man, and you get there and realize ain't no cups, ain't no bowls, spoons, fork, knives, salt, pepper. There's not a damn thing in there, which is ugh, not cool, not cool at all. They had all the shit, though. All the shit, though, which saved us all types of time, made it super-duper convenient. The house is on our comeback list. We had all, we even had business connections made over there. Every time I pray for better days, every day feel it coming on the way. Gotta step on every pace and no matter what it takes. Tapu sing merga bilang ini itu. Haters gonna hate when they try to make a move for the better days. Takkan ada yang mulus for the better days. Like people would listen, we we at the age now where y'all know if you are growing up, you are advancing yourself the way you're supposed to, you ain't gotta start a business all the time. You could be doing all types of wild out shit and making yourself the bomb blowing up. Got a homeboy that just finna put his own 18 wheelers on the road. Dude 30. Dude just dude dude not even 40 yet. Not even 40 yet and got his own 18 wheelers on, on the road. We have a chef part of the squad, man, that is also a life coach that zips and zags back and forth all over the country doing fly shit. Nurses are part of the squad. Teachers are part of the squad. Got a homeboy that does his own thing. And unlike me, I take my clothes and put my clothes in third. I do all my I design my clothes. And then I have a third party actually make them, ship, ship and do all that type of shit. Got a homeboy. He said, no, dog, damn that. People gonna know me right here in my city. That's all I need. My, my city be on lock. And that's how he does it. He's the, the connection that some of, because some, some of us haven't seen each other in two, three years. 
So we are actually leaving there with real deal business connections. People taking my car like, you know what? No, yo, Ken, I know somebody you can talk to about this shit with. That was cool as hell. Whenever you and your squad like come together and boys are making connections and people are putting their businesses together, oh man, you feel so grown up. You feel like a real, I say kings and queens all the time. That's what that energy was. That's exactly what that energy was, man. I got these disabilities all throughout the time. Boys are helping me get in and out. Because as fly as the house was, I didn't like the house. I couldn't stand the house because it was not any type of disability ready. There's hallway, even the hallway to go from one room to the next, one of the, the main hallway, got to be 20 feet. Got to be 20 feet. And it's so skinny and got so much shit in there that I can't go down the hallway in my wheelchair. I got to do this. So I got to actually take and put myself like this because I'm in the room up there. Somebody had to get to the end of the hallway. There are steps. So I, it's crazy, bro. Now, my, my squad took care of me. Took care of me. I didn't even want to. I would have. I would have canceled. But of course, the squad took care of me. Helped me out. Everywhere I needed to go to, somebody, yo, bro, you trying to, you trying to get to the bathroom? Yo, bro, you, you trying to get through here? Yo, bro, you going outside? At one point, whenever, at one point, like the dudes all went fishing. So I'm just stuck with the, I'm just stuck with the queens. They taking me and helping me out, tipping me back and getting me here and there. Nobody ever made a face or look. <sighs> Gotta move you again. And if you're disabled like me, you know that shit is, that, that be worried, concerned. Great. They never did me that way. So that was awesome. We got to get back to that spot. Number two, gratitude today. Ultimate alignment. I wasn't asking, but this life coach dismantled my original business plan. The one that spent all those months devising, building up. And that got me thinking about that whole career versus lifestyle thing I told y'all about. Do I really want to spend all this time implementing and creating a job for myself. No, I never want to work again. All I want to do is be me and somehow being me, I want to make money for me. That way I just be me, I make money, and then I be me again and I make money again. That's all I ever want to do now. So I'm talking to this life coach, life coach on Clubhouse, who told me she would not hire me to help me because as awesome as my shit sounded, there was, she just didn't see a feasible way for it to make enough money. Damn. I would never work with enough people in time. I, she had all these different reasons. I know. Fuck her too. I know what you're saying. Fuck her too. I was thinking that the entire time she was, she was talking about and telling me all this shit, I'm thinking to myself, I didn't even ask to be your client. I'm not here to try to be your client. I came here to ask you to look at my website and tell if you understand that I'm trying to be a life coach for teachers. And instead, you get the whole spill about how I take that shit. Told you, got, told y'all, I got a homegirl. She does, she's a she's a nationwide chef, national chef, whatever, flies back and forth. She's also a life coach. Talking with her, and she telling her the reason why I don't want to be a life coach. And I'm telling her, I can't be a life coach. I can't be a mentor anymore. I can't be a teacher anymore. I can't be any of these things because in the spot that I'm in now, with the illness, with the disabilities, with all the type of stuff, if you come to me and tell me, oh, I would do my gratitude journal, but I didn't have enough time. You, you got like one or two times to tell me that shit. Before I'm thinking to myself, oh man, fuck you. Let me, let, let me move around. You just bullshitting because you got the time. I didn't do my gratitude journal because my feet were hurting so much. Cool. I get that. But you can only hit me with that one or two times. After that, like I'm done with you. I got to keep going. And after fucking with you for maybe a week, a couple of days, I still got to keep going because I have to do these things to make sure I'm good. I got four kids. I got a wife. I got bills. I got to do things to try to make money because I told you I don't get disability either or unemployment or SSI, or Medicare. I have to eat, 
what I kill every single day, despite the wheelchair and everything. So I'm telling all this stuff to, to the life coach, and she looks at me and says, I was trying to tell you how you could do this shit, but you're right. you damn sure right. You, you can't. There's no way that you would be the right person to be telling people shit because you, you literally have lost your connection to people that way. Fuck her too. Fuck both of them. But that's exactly my point. I can't, man. I ain't got the connection to people like that. I'm not trying to make money like that. I'm not trying to stack my boxes up with 20, 30 clients like that. I got, I got too much going on in my own life. No. So I am very grateful that that conversation with them it ended it with, I am now full speed ahead with my own pivot. Alert, 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 alert. Which is returning all this stuff back to where it came from. This shit is about the journey again. All things one love is about the journey to be better. I'm on this journey, this path. I got my gratitude journal. I'm walking this motherfucker trying to get better every single day. And by rocking with me, vibing with me, rolling with me, watching, listening, you can get better. Because you catch the tips, you catch the advice, you catch the strategies, you hear my testimony and you know to yourself, ooh, I was going to try this shit, glad I didn't. I was going to try mushrooms, glad I didn't. I was going to do that, hell yeah, I'm glad he's talking about that because now I will too. That's who I am now. I'm no longer coaching anybody on a damn thing. I can't even teach people shit anymore because as a teacher, I used to be a teacher. So I know as a teacher, I need to be accountable. I need to be responsible for whether or not you're receiving what I'm giving you. I can't just tell it to you. That's why I can't be a teacher anymore. Because I no longer have the patience. I no longer have, and I don't, I damn sure don't want the responsibility or the accountability of making sure that you understand a damn thing. I'll tell you, I'll give it to you. But just like you heard the quote, you've seen the, but y'all have seen the quotes before. I will give you the game for free. But the hustle, the drive, the heart, the willingness to do this shit every single day, oh shit, that's on you. That's on you. I will give you the game. I will give you the game plan. Don't worry about it. I'm going to give you the game plan. But it's up to you to actually get better. You can fuck with me and watch me every single day. You can join the Facebook group all the time. You can be on here talking with me anytime. Send me text messages about this shit. I will bounce it back and forth with you. But I'm working on me. I can't do no coaching, teaching, putting anybody else through this. I'm going to give you the game, then I got to keep going. And that's what I'm so grateful about. Boy, they put that those two back to back. Thursday, then Friday night. Good shit. Last gratitude today. My daughter scooped and found that ultra sheen green ointment for the hair. You can't tell right now. You probably can't tell. My shit look, my shit, it looks better. It look better. She found that Afro spray, Afro sheen spray. And I got the black pick with the um with the with the black power fist on it. Got all that. And I just feel pretty now. I'm told how good my hair looks now. At all the weekend, all weekend, everybody was telling me how how healthy the hair looked because it was so bright, shining and glowing so bright. Literally glowing. I'll accept all those affirmations and all those glow statements from everybody else in appreciation because it damn sure made me feel good. Made me feel better, made me feel better about the spot that happened what I needed. Tell you, man, we had a great time, but that shit was rough on you, boy, man. Rough. Rough. So here we go. This is MOB University. We have just ended episode one. I have no idea how to shut this thing down except to tell y'all what I'm always telling y'all. Be pretty. Stay grateful. Jam. Rock. Visit allthingsonelove.com for how to get better. You're trying to get better with yoga, with meditation, with analysis, with analogies, allthingsonelove.com. You want to know how to work that gratitude journal, 
allthingsmylove.com. You just want to vibe with somebody who's on the same mission as you? Allthingsonelove.com. That's it. Y'all be pretty. Stay grateful. I salute you. I'm out. Mindset over bullshit. Anything you put your mind to, you can make it happen, baby. I'm the pit of a nigga that's made it from the bottom to the top. Back to the bottom, now I'm headed back to the top again. Get your mind right, get your grind right. The flies, me ain't the coldest, me ain't another guy to swag quite like. But hold up, hold up, that's the way I feel. But hold up, hold up, but that's the way I feel. Nigga flies, me ain't the coldest, me ain't another guy to swag quite like. But hold up. Hold up, but that's the way I feel. But hold up, hold up, but that's the way I feel. Every time I get to my gear to a road, that's the way that I was brought up. That's the way that I was taught. That's the way that I was bred, dog. That's the way that I was raised. So with hustles in my music, man, them blunts get played. See, I'm the king of my throne. East Texas till I'm gone. So you best to do your homework for the road, violate that zone. See, I was raised in them sticks. Forever hitting licks And I'ma stay that way Until I'm cared by six I ain't just talking licks I done mastered the block And I'm on the bigger things I'm trying to elevate my stock So I'm massing from the block And you don't see me in the streets You can catch me in the boot dog Breaking the knots Nigga flies, we ain't in the coldest We ain't another kind of swag But hold up, hold up That's the way I feel But hold up, hold up that's the way I...